sometimes I have a, a show that, you know, a few people would be interested in or that affects a few people. Sometimes I have a show that affect more people, but, you know, now I'm having a show this morning that either affects or potentially affects everybody. And so it's very, very important that we all listen and take heed. You know, as you know, regularly, I try to bring health information to um, the public from Atrium. And so November is Diabetes Month. And I'm sure, and the reason I say that it either affects uh, uh, people directly or indirectly is because either we got diabetes, we are diabetic, or we are pre-diabetic, or we going to be diabetic, or we know somebody that's diabetic. So I'm more than a little thrilled, not happy, Miss Lisa, I'm thrilled to be in a position to bring some information to the public on a call to action. Incidentally, this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham. And we want to talk about diabetes because it affects everybody one way or the other. So I have with us today, Ms. Lisa Carter of Atrium Health, you know, who's going to tell us a little bit about herself and give her title. And we're going to have a fireside chat about diabetes with the mission and the purpose of educating people people who are pre-diabetic, let them know what they can do or what the symptoms are. People who are diabetic, you know, let them know what some of the best practices are. And people who are not diabetic, let them know what they might be able to do not to be diabetic. As I said, this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Havisham, and I have with us, Miss Lisa Carter. How are you this day? I am very good, thank you. How about telling us a little bit about yourself? So I'm a diabetes educator. Um, I've been a diabetes educator about 31 and a half years. I actually started my career back when it was the Medical Center of Central Georgia. I'm a dietitian by trade, but I, um, I specialize in diabetes education. And I've been doing it a long time. Oh, that's outstanding. So let's talk about what diabetes is to the best that we can try to explain. Sure. So diabetes is basically a situation where um, when we eat food, and this is everybody, whether you got diabetes or not, um, we eat food and the food we eat digests in our stomachs and breaks down into glucose, um, or some people say sugar, same, same difference. The glucose goes from our, our digestive system into our blood and our blood sugar starts to go up. And what's supposed to happen next is your pancreas is supposed to squirt out insulin. And insulin's kind of like a key. And it opens up the doors to all our cells and our whole body. And it lets the sugar go from our blood into our muscles and our organs and our brain. And voila, that's how you get energy. Now, the problem with diabetes is, is your pancreas is either not squirting out enough insulin or in a timely manner. Or if you think about that key in the keyhole, the, the key is not turning the lock like it's supposed to. And the hinges are squeaky. We call that insulin resistance. And that's actually probably the majority of the problem that's going on with type two diabetes. There's basically two types of diabetes. Type one is where your pancreas doesn't make any insulin at all. Something has happened that either attacks the pancreas um, 
or for some reason the pancreas ceases to squirt out that insulin. And that is type one diabetes. Those patients, which is about 5% of the people that have diabetes have to take insulin. They have to take insulin to survive. With type two diabetes, which is 95% of the diabetes that's out there is type two diabetes. Like I mentioned, it's either a combination of the pancreas not squirting out enough insulin or our body's ability to use the insulin. Um, so that's you know what the diabetes part is. In terms of management, of course, it's comprehensive. It, it, it has to do with what we eat. It has to do with our activity, sometimes taking medications. Stress affects our blood sugar. Lack of proper sleep affects our blood sugar. Um, sometimes other medications we're on affects our blood sugar. So it's, um, it's very encompassing in terms of the management and treatment of diabetes. Okay, now explain this to me because I'm not quite sure. So is it that you're not getting enough insulin or you're getting too much insulin? I mean, what well, kind of controls the numbers? Honestly, in some cases, with especially with type 2 diabetes, the, the body you know, may or may not be squirting out the right amount. Sometimes the body squirts out an enormous amount of insulin, but it has to do with the way that key, the way that insulin is working in our body. It's not working. Our body's not responding to that insulin like it should, and that's called insulin resistance. And many people with insulin, insulin resistance, they make all kinds of insulin. They're just not using it properly. One thing that helps us to use it more efficiently is activity. That's one of the cornerstones of diabetes management is activity. Um, and I notice I hesitate to use the word exercise because it doesn't necessarily have to be exercise. We don't necessarily have to go to the gym. Just something as simple as walking, it helps us burn that sugar and it helps that insulin oh, open up the doors of our cells and particularly our muscles and the glucose goes in. And like I said, your body's burning sugar when you're doing activity and you're using that insulin more efficiently. There's, med so, there's some medications that help us use it more efficiently as well. And also something as simple as losing a little bit of weight. Um, you mentioned diabetes how, and how many people it affects and pre-diabetes. Well, the statistics are a little bit staggering. Um, about 10.5% of the U.S. population has diabetes. Um, that's 34.2 million people have diabetes. And sadly, about 20%, 21.4% to be exact, are undiagnosed, meaning they don't even know they have diabetes. Um, and like I said before, 95% percent of that diabetes is type 2 diabetes. Now, the statistics for um, pre-diabetes are even more staggering than that. It's 88 million Americans. That's 34.5. That's more than one in three people have pre-diabetes. Um, and probably about 90% of those people are not even aware that they have the pre-diabetes. And there's lots and lots of research to show that when you have prediabetes, if you kind of manage that insulin resistance and be active, and if you eat heart-healthy meal plan, um, 
and lose seven percent is kind of the magic number that you'll see in the literature. Seven percent of your body weight, you can actually prevent getting diagnosed with type two diabetes. It's so, a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's really good information for it. Now, I've got a question, and I still want to talk a little bit. I want you to re-explain type 1 and type 2 diabetes because it's important, you know, yeah. that the public understands because our objective with this, uh, the name of the show is they call to action. That's right. So we want to do is generate actions on the part of the listeners to, first of all, be motivated and educated, and secondly, you know, to generate some kind of uh, behavior, if you please, right. that's going to uh, 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 assist the public in dealing uh, with, so di with diabetes. It's so, good to know. It's good to know the um, symptoms of diabetes, and there's some classic symptoms. Um, well, how did you know I was going to ask you no, that? No, <laughs> I just had a feeling when you were saying call to action. Yeah, yeah. I, it's we need to be aware of the symptoms. Um, and some people, they just get used to feeling certain ways and don't even suspect a problem. Um, but the majority of the time that the diabetes creeping up, it does give us some, some clues. One is extreme thirst and extreme urination. Um, and the reason for this is when your blood sugar is um, getting up to about 180 or so, your kidneys actually try to filter out and kind of urinate out some of that sugar. And so you're urinating a lot. And with that, when you get dehydrated, you get thirsty. So those are two very classic symptoms, the urination, the frequent urination, and the thirst. Sometimes some patients tell me just unquenchable thirst. Um, also, um, people can tend to be real hungry and it's, you know, think about it, your sugar's in your blood. It ain't getting in your cells where it needs to be. So your body kind of thinks it's starving. And so you tend to be real hungry. And some people, especially with type one diabetes, which the type one is where your body quits making insulin altogether. And so you get to a point where instead of burning sugar for energy, your body actually starts burning your own fat and muscle for energy. And so those people tend to have a lot of weight loss, very dramatic, un, unintentional weight loss. Um, and especially in young people, um, that, is a, that is a big symptom of type one diabetes. Um, and with that can also come some nausea and vomiting. And a lot of times, especially if we're talking to a young person, a child or school-aged teenager, um, the parent thinks the child has the flu because they're throwing up, they're losing weight. And um, next thing you know, they, they are, you know, just, just, they almost can't hardly move like a wet rag and they take them to the doctor and the doctor checks the blood sugar and it's, you know, three or four or five, six or higher hundreds blood sugar. And, um, and that's type one diabetes. Again, people with type one diabetes, their pancreas is not making any insulin and they have to take insulin to survive. Um, type two, you have often have the, all those symptoms of the thirst and the urination. 
Some other symptoms that are a little more vague, but are very, very common is blurred vision. He, or people think, well, my glasses, I just got new glasses, but I can't see. And it's, it has to do with your eyeball kind of changing shape when your blood sugar is elevated. Um, another symptom is maybe you have a wound, a scratch or a, a sore or something that just will not heal. And um, that is sometimes a more vaguer symptom. Fatigue, extreme fatigue. Again, think about it. Your body is basically starving. You're not getting the energy you need. And so fatigue is a big, a big symptom. Um, sometimes just dry, itchy skin, tingling and numbness in the extremities um, can, can be a vague symptom as well. But the biggie, the biggies, I should say, is the extreme thirst and the extreme urination. Okay. You have that, and it's, you need to go to the doctor. The doctor can do a simple uh, blood sugar test, either drawing it out of your finger or your arm. Um, they could do a random one. You don't even have to be fasting. Um, there are other blood tests. There's another test called an A1C that the doctor will use as a screening tool. And, um, and there are certain diagnostic criteria. There's definite numbers above 200, you know, on a random blood sugar, above 126 on a fasting, or above 6.5 or higher on an A1C. That is the diagnostic criteria for diabetes. And then like we mentioned a little earlier, there's kind of a, a gray area of pre-diabetes and those parameters, um, is a 5.7 to a 6.4 on an A1C. And if okay, you have a family so, history, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So your A1C should be less than 5.7? Yes, yes, ideally. Someone without diabetes, it could be in the high fours to the high fives is kind of a normal A1C. Once you get to 5.7 to 6.4, that's pre-diabetes. And you should consider some of those lifestyle um, changes to, to help prevent diabetes from coming on. Okay, so let's enumerate those changes, you know, just for the benefit of, no, no, I wanna do one other thing first because this is something that concerns me and we wanna get back to enumerating those changes. A lot of people say that uh, on the part of the actions of young people now, you know, because they don't go outside anymore. They stay in front of the computer. They don't watch their diet, diet, their diet. So there is likely to be a spike in diabetes, you know, for people because of the behavior of young people. Is, is that particularly true? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, lifestyle definitely is playing a role in this explosion of diabetes and prediabetes in, in, in America. Um, again, if you think about it, when we're active, we're burning sugar and we're using that insulin more efficiently. And if you're sitting all day at a desk job or um, watching television or on media, you're not active and so you're not burning that sugar and it also 
makes us easier to gain weight when we're not being active. And then the more weight we gain, the more insulin resistant we get. And the more unhealthy that our diets are, you know, drinking regular sodas and sweet tea and sweet lemonade and things like that. And uh, fried foods, albeit fried, you know, fat doesn't necessarily have a huge impact on our blood sugar, but it's extra calories and it makes us gain weight and um, heart disease and high blood pressure. They're all in diabetes. They all like to be friends for some reason. So that's one reason why the importance of a heart healthy diet is so important because um, we don't want that extra fat and um, in our, in our diet clogging up our arteries and putting us even at more risk of heart disease. Okay. Well, you know, you, you, you hit on so many topics. So I know. That's good. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's excellent. So I think, you know, that, you know, from the prevention side, so what you're saying, you keep talking about heart healthy diet and you, cause we don't want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Because that doesn't necessarily appear, but talk, Talk very briefly because we're running out of time about, you know, just give some general information about a heart health. So heart healthy is going to be lots of vegetables and lots of fiber. So whole fruits like apples and oranges, for example, have fiber and they have a special kind of fiber that can actually help lower our cholesterol. Whole grains, things like, you know, whole grain bread. Um, peas and beans, um, barley, uh, lentils, corn, even whole kernel corn, but particularly the lentils, your dried peas and beans and lentils, um, we call them legumes. Those starches, if you will, are healthy starches. They have a lot of fiber, a special kind of fiber that helps lower cholesterol. Um, the portions of our protein and choosing lean proteins like fish and chicken and very lean beef and pork. Um, no one wants to hear this, but about the size of a deck of cards is cooked is what, you know, in a little bigger or a little smaller, you know, if you're a man or a growing teenager, you can probably handle a little bit more than that. Um, but baked or broiled or grilled, not fried. Um, is the portion of protein that we should strive for. Um, but yeah, balance, and it's very important balance. So if you think of a plate, you know, you have your plate, and I actually have a plate right here that kind of can show you. You put your deck of cards portion of protein, you put your half a cup or so of your peas or beans or whole kernel corn, um, and then half of your food half of your plate should be vegetables. And then maybe a side item of some fresh fruit or some low fat light or Greek yogurt or a cup of milk, um, or maybe a piece of whole grain bread on the side and using heart healthy fats like olive oil, for example, to season our vegetables um, really makes for a good balance and just heart healthy overall. That's very good. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about that behavior and actions again and also about diagnosis. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm your host, Alex Habersham, on a call to action interviewing 
Ms. Lisa Carter, who is a diabetic specialist, and she's educating us uh, tremendously. We'll be right back. Macon Middle Georgia Black Pages and Resource Guide is proud to announce that the 2021-2022 edition is now available in hard copy and digital which will feature black businesses that have substantially impacted the economy in the counties of Houston, Baldwin, Lawrence, Twigs, Crawford, Wilkinson, Monroe, Peach, and Jones. You will be amazed. We got over 1,600 African American businesses listed. For over 30 years, the Macon Middle Georgia Black Page continues to serve as the premier resource guide for business owners and consumers. We give all African-American businesses a free listing. The 2021-22 edition is available now. At various locations throughout the city. In hard copy. Or you can go to our website, MaconBlackPages.com. Download the app today. For the new edition of the Macon Middle Georgia Black Pages. Pick up a book. We're back. Uh, this is a very, very crucial and important conversation. And for those of you who have people that you care about and love and your grandmama them and your aunties and your friends and whomever, because we're talking about diabetes and really there's no age limit or no income limit or no status limit, you know, to, to whom uh, uh, it can possibly affect. So this is an important conversation. So I'm encouraging everybody to make this conversation privy to, you know, just everybody because it's important as it relates to health. I want to talk about the complications, but before we do that, you know, uh, Ms. Lisa, we're interviewing Ms. Lisa Carter, who's a diabetic specialist uh, with uh, Atrium Health, uh, amongst other things. I think that the, the the title that wraps it up is diabetes mm -hmm. specialist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be a good title for her. Uh, talk about again some activities. Let's talk about some behaviors. You know, and they probably apply whether you got it or not. But I'm sure there are people who don't want to get it. So talk briefly. You know, just kind of wrap up the behavior sure. that can contribute positively to treatment and prevention. Sure, so we, when, we, when we get diagnosed with diabetes, one of the things that people worry about is the complications. They know someone that has suffered a complication of diabetes. Mm -hmm. Diabetes in and of itself is the seventh leading cause of death just by itself. And sadly, that's more than um, AIDS and breast cancer combined. So diabetes in and of itself could be a killer. Um, the the, the um, risk of heart attack and stroke and dying from a heart attack or stroke is about two out of three patients with diabetes can have that. That's why we emphasize heart healthy meal planning, heart healthy lifestyle so much. Um, it's also the leading cause of new blindness um, diabetes is for people ages 18 to 64. So if, you know, just from the head down, you think about blindness, you think about heart attack and stroke. I, if people have uncontrolled diabetes, and especially if that's coupled with uncontrolled blood pressure, high blood pressure, they can um, have kidney failure and wind up on dialysis, um, amputations. Um, diabetes is one of the leading causes of non-traumatic 
amputations. And again, some of these are the scary things that people think about. They think about, I don't want to go blind. I don't want to wind up on a kidney machine. I don't want to get a limb amputated. And sometimes that's a motivator, but sometimes it's not. I think a lot of us have that perpetual teenage syndrome where we think it ain't going to happen to us. But it, these are things that reasons why we have to go to the doctor, if, especially if we have symptoms of diabetes. And then if we're diagnosed, the doctor hopefully, or any um, primary care provider can refer you um, as a patient to see us here at Diabetes Healthways. We're an education center and we do need a, a, a provider referral to, to see the patient, but you can come see us. If you need help obtaining that, you can always give us a call. I could give the number. Um, it's 478-633-1531, and we can help you obtain that referral. Um, but a lot of the doctors in the area and the providers in the area, they, they know how to send someone to us. But the patient just learning about healthy eating and what their numbers should be and different ways to keep up with all their various screenings, like their eyes and going to the dentist and going to the doctor regularly. Um, all of those things can help you prevent. And they've done numerous studies to show that if you control your blood sugar, you can reduce your risks of complications. I mean, hands down, just a one drop in A1C makes a huge difference in um, preventing all those things I mentioned. Yeah, that's that's very, very uh, outstanding. Now, let me ask you this. So for those individuals who say, well, you know, I hadn't thought about that. You know, maybe I need to get myself checked, you know, and I know, I've noticed that when I go to the doctor, they, they just draw many vials of blood, you know, and I don't know whether that's automatic or not. Uh, so, you know, what, what is the action that one should take, you know, to determine the, di the diagnosis as it relates to whether or not he or she is diabetic or pre-diabetic? So on those blood tests, those basic blood tests, a lot of times glucose, blood sugar is included, but that only just gives you just a little snapshot of what that blood sugar is right that second. There is another test called an A1C, and the doctor can check that through a finger stick or out of your arm. And you can always ask, hey, are you running an A1C? Um, there's another one called fructosamine for some people that A1C isn't useful. There's another test called fructosamine that they can you do. And, um, but yeah, especially if you have a family history or ladies that have had gestational diabetes when they were pregnant, they should be getting screened at every physical for diabetes, either an A1C or a fasting glucose. And again, very simple finger stick or uh, blood test out of the arm or an A1C is, is a very, very effective screening tool. For Quick question, is that, is that a way to self-check your A1C? They do, sell over the, they do sell over the counter A1C it, but now for diagnostic reasons, it probably wouldn't count as a diagnosis. You would, if it, say you, you were high on a home test, um, you could 
let your provider know and they can run a test on you with lab equipment and to do the official diagnosis. However, the best way is to be uh, 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 constantly conscientious about your blood sugar and uh, the effect that they can have on your life and the importance of knowing what your uh, blood sugar and your A1C are. So I mean, I guess we need, I guess one of our missions today, Ms. Lisa Carl, a diabetic specialist, is to prick the conscientiousness of everybody who hears this show about the importance of uh, diagnosis and treatment and behavior and activity, and also the complications that one can experience through being a, a diabetic. So will you give the information again as it relates? So uh, the other thing I wanna say quickly is that we can initiate the activity uh, with our uh, provider, with our uh, physicians. Say, hey, how am I doing uh, blood sugar-wise? Because we really need to know and we want to know. So if you would, again, give your contact. Oh, question quickly. Does one have to be uh, diabetic and does one necessarily have to be referred in order to, to be a part of your program? Is there some kind of way just through curiosity that one can learn more about it? You know, just generally uh, learn, have more knowledge about it. Sure. So for our program, we actually do have a pre-diabetes um, program where if you have pre-diabetes, you could come see me. Um, right now, that's a one-on-one -on -one appointment. And um, I learn about your habits and help you choose heart-healthy foods and a heart-healthy lifestyle. You know, with the activity, we try to set some goals. So that's with pre-diabetes. And we also have a diabetes program, which I guess is what we're more known for, Diabetes Healthways. Um, again, where the provider would refer you, you'd get an um, initial appointment with me. Right now, we're not having our classes because of COVID. So um, all the teaching is done one-on-one, -on -one, but the person comes and sees me, and then there's three months, six months, and one year follow-up. And our our um, statistics are pretty good here at uh, Diabetes Healthways. We actually um, have shown about a 25% decrease in A1C um, when, they've when a patient has come through some type of education program. So again, um, that could be pretty substantial. I've had people with a, a 10 or 11 A1C and three months later, it's in the sevens. So, wow. and, and it's all about controlling the blood sugar and to prevent complications. Okay, could you give us your phone number again? Uh, sure. Is that our website? Yeah. That website? Sure, well, it's, um, it's 478-633-1531. So that's Diabetes Healthways here at Atrium Health, Navisman. Okay, this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham, having interviewed Ms. Lisa Carter, who's a diabetic specialist, uh, and she has given us some very, very valuable uh, information as it relates to the diagnosis, treatment, prevention, and complication as it relates to diabetes. We want to thank you so much, and I want to encourage everybody again that a call to action is on YouTube, Alex Habersham YouTube, and it also airs on several stations, so you can go to makeonacalltoaction.com and then you can learn about where you can go 
and, and, and refer people to see this very, very, very important show. This is a call to action. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Miss Lisa Carter for a phenomenal interview. Have thank a great you. day. Thank you. You're welcome.